It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks in game number two of the regular season. 4-1, to one, the victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. 2-0 and oh on the season. Four points in the docket. And the Golden Knights are next in action on Saturday at 7 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks inside T-Mobile Arena. But before we get there, let's break this one down with Dan Duva. Go back up to the radio booth in San Jose. And you know what, Dan? 2-0. Uh, not a bad way to start a title defense. Yeah, well, you can't do any better than 2-0 when you've only played two games. And they pulled away. The preseason finales, the last two, they had to score a bunch of goals in the third to earn those wins. Three in the third against Colorado, and then four in the third against the Kings in a high-scoring affair. Uh, these have been a little bit more Golden Knights-like in that they managed to take early leads, and though you know, the other team pushed back, Vegas pulls away and doesn't really let anything up late. You know, they ended up with a 2-0 lead after one, 3-1 after two against the Kraken. Today it was 1-1 after one, 3-1 after two, and route to a 4-1 win against the Sharks. So that is, uh, you know, what Bruce Cassidy talks about, building our game. That's kind of what happens here. They, there are going to be lulls. The other team's pushing back, too. But when the Golden Knights get to their game, as they have uh, done here in the last four, if you include the preseason, they have found ways to win. Yeah, a couple of points for William Carlson in this game. And you, you just mentioned lulls, right? There's going to be lulls inside of games, too. And it certainly happened for Vegas early on in the second period. But then there was a shift about six or seven minutes left in the period from William Carlson, his line. Mm -hmm. He was able to get pucks in deep and really started to turn the tide for the Golden Knights. It, it just seems like with maybe the, the added responsibility, wearing an A for William Carlson, he's, he's hit the, get, the ground running so far in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, he's a wily veteran now. He <laughs> turned 30 back in January. He doesn't come off as a 30-year-old. He's... <laughs> He's, you know, of course, <laughs> mature in a way, but he, he still, you know, looks exactly the same as he did, you know, six years ago, and he was just 24. Anyway, yeah, that, that wisdom that comes with years, but also knowing how to be a leader on that line, it's, you know, he's a very smart player. Mm -hmm. But when you're skating with Mike Amadio and Pavel Dorofiev or Paul Cotter, it's, of course, different than playing with Jonathan Marcheseau and Riley Smith as he had for so long. So it might be more reminiscent of the role you had imagined for Will when he was selected from the Blue Jackets. It's kind of the role that he had there in Columbus. Uh, he's still going to put up points, though, because he's just improved, and he's going to make the players around him better. You know, he always has done that. You figure Smith and Marcia So are pretty great players in their own right, but, you know, who wouldn't want to play with William Carlson, who's a great distributor? We know he scored 43 goals that year, but he's as responsible as anybody on any team in the National Hockey League. And, yeah, that added leadership, the recognition by Bruce Cassidy of recognizing the original Golden Knights, you know, he is the epitome of that. He's the standout player from the inaugural season and still has a hugely consequential role on this year's team. So to see William take part in the production offensively today, the assist on Amadio's goal, the assist on Pahal's goal, and a lot of other things in between. By the way, he finished even in the face-off department. Mm -hmm. Ryan's five wins, five losses. So in the uh, all-time numbers 
for Will Carlson. Face-offs won, face-offs lost. He is still two away from evening it at exactly 50 percent. Four thousand nine, uh, excuse me, four thousand and ninety-three wins, four thousand and ninety-five losses. Amazing, well, yeah, amazing, and six hundred and seventeen games. Oh, that's a lot of face-offs. That's a lot of crouching. <laughs> that's all I've got. Uh, and by the know. way, just for the record, I should point out <laughs> that his face-off numbers early in his career were underwater, 45%, 48%. But in the last few years, the numbers have gone up, to your point. You know, going back to 1920, 52%, 54, 52, mm -hmm. 55. And last year, a career high, 55 point, uh, excuse me, 55.3% was the career high last year for Will Carlson in the face-off department. Yeah, just great stuff out of, out of William Carlson. Now, it, this is an interesting one because you, you go into game number two of the regular season down four regulars, and what ends up happening for you, you've got Braden Pahal scoring his first career NHL goal. you got a point from Jonas Ronbjerg, a point from Pavel Dorofiev coming into the lineup. I mean, the depth of the organization really shining early here for the Golden Knights. Yeah, Gary touched on this a moment ago, Ryan, Bruce Cassidy being an organizational coach. Yeah. It's not just utilizing those guys when they're called up from the American League and more familiarity this year, given that last year he barely knew the NHL Golden Knights players. <laughs> but even to the point of those prospects who take part in training camp, a lot of them anticipate they will be going back to their junior clubs or their college or whatever the case may be. And normally those conversations from what we understand, would be conducted by the general manager. And Bruce Cassidy has made it a point to be part of those conversations. So just being, imagine an 18 or 19-year-old player, you, you kind of know what's coming. But to have the NHL head coach, who's got plenty of things to do, focusing on his team's upcoming season, that he would take the time to be part of that. That just goes to show Bruce is an organizational coach, not only for the here and now. Like you want to win now, of course, as they did. But you're also thinking about developing those players, getting to know them, and uh, being part of the process for them. He has, <laughs> going back to 1996 in the ECHL, mm. been a coach for a lot of teams and a lot of players. And you can only imagine the importance, the value of those relationships that a young player has with a new coach, especially one that you hope will be your coach. If you're 18 years old, you want yeah. Bruce Cassidy to be your coach at some point before too long. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right on that one. Final one for me, uh, Logan Thompson, right? Like this one has to feel good for him. Regular season, we, we talked about in the in the preseason, right? It was, it was important to check the box, get through 60 minutes. But here, picking up his first win in about eight months, like, that's a big one for Logan Thompson. Yeah, you got to go back to before the All-Star break last year you know he uh, had exited a couple of games and tried to come back and so on he was an all-star we know 21 wins in the regular season but of course that uh, run was cut short and you think about all the work that he has done since then to be ready for this as we talked about quite a bit preseason 2-0 and and played roughly the minutes equivalent to three games appeared in four but the minutes just around 180 so this was not the toughest test for Logan Thompson. He gave up just the one goal. And really, you know, if Haig either doesn't misplay it in front or if Haig blocks it, it might have been a Logan Thompson shutout. He was not tested all that much. There was a long stretch there where 
the Sharks didn't really get much of anything. The number is 23 shots, but a good chunk of those were not at all dangerous shots either. So uh, Logan will take it, but it was, uh, as NHL wins come, it was far from the most challenging for Logan. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this game before we turn our attention to Saturday night and the Anaheim Ducks? Yeah, I um, am eager for a normal game at T-Mobile Arena, as Gary <laughs> talked about. You know, so many of our uh, broadcast, you know, the preseason, it's not quite, you know, doesn't count. Uh, yeah. You know, opening night, all the festivities, you go back to last spring and every playoff game has a certain meaning. You know, you, you embrace the grind, Ryan. You embrace the grind, and uh, we're back at it with the Ducks, and you know, the Knights have had a great deal of success against uh, the Ducks as they have against the Sharks. Um, and, you know, the, the Ducks were last place in the division last year, even though they have made some changes with their new GM. Uh, they have managed to get contracts for their up-and-coming stars in Zegris and Drysdale, but I'm not sure that they're going to jump much out of the basement this year. But... You know, just as Gary talked about with the Sharks, you know, you can't overlook those teams just because of where they finished in the standings last year or where the prognosticators have them this year. We'll see how it goes uh, as the Golden Knights try to improve to 3-0 because after that, the schedule does get tougher with Dallas and Winnipeg, teams that the Knights saw in the playoffs next year. So Bruce Cassidy admitted earlier today uh, in to uh, speaking to the media that sometimes, sometimes the Golden Knights play to the level of their opponent and obviously they have won their first two games uh, but sometimes the just the way that the Golden Knights play they've got to get to their game and that will be the goal of course for Saturday against the Ducks. Alright great stuff as always Dan enjoy your night and we will chat on Saturday. Thank you Ryan good night that is the voice of the Golden Knights Dan Duva as we break down a 4-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the San Jose Sharks Golden Knights 2-0 on the year and with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the VGK postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Watch players score their first NHL goals. Yeah, it's a pretty special moment. Like I'll always remember. I didn't have very many, but I'll always remember it. Um, and so will Will Pickles. And, uh, nice shot, good play all around. Thought he had a good game too. So it wasn't, you know, just a, <coughs> a lucky moment for him. He was solid all night, and uh, guys are real happy for him as they should be. Yeah, it seemed like the bench was really, really happy for him. How good of a fit has he been, and what makes the group so happy for him? Well, we're just a tight knit group, right? And you know, everyone on that bench, I think, has you know been through their first, so. They know how much it means to them, and um, <clears throat> you know, you long, the longer you go without getting it, the more it can affect you. But he's not that guy that's relied on for that. He's a hard-nosed guy, that good defender. So, but you still want to see those guys score. Nick got one tonight. Two guys were happy for him. So, um, <clears throat> it's just, yeah, it's a good moment. Um, and for him, he knows that you know, with White Cloud and Martinez out regulars, that he has to do things to help the team win. He certainly did. You look at the number of goal scorers over these first two games. How encouraging is that? Well, tonight I thought it was our guys that we don't typically rely on that did a lot of the, played some of the best hockey for us tonight. And that shows you when you're a good team. You don't need your top guys to have their A games all the time to win. Tonight I thought some of them were fine but not dominant like they can be and have been. 
Uh, tonight it was more, you know, I thought Amadio and, and Pav were good with Carly doing a good job. Ronnie comes in for Will Carey, makes a nice play to Nick Waugh. Uh, as we talked about, Pickles and Benton Hunt have a solid game there. The CAG scores, so it's it's not, you know, the usual suspects. And as I said, you you need that if you're going to be a good team and win on a regular basis. It can't be, you know, one or two lines. And in net, both Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson getting through two games with solid. Yeah, and I think as important for Pickles his first goal. The, the next on the list to me would be LT getting his first win this year. He hasn't played in a while. I think. He's getting, he looks more comfortable every time he's in the net. And just for his own sake, goalies are judged a lot by wins and losses. And uh, to get one in the books early is, is good for him. Um, I thought we defended pretty well in front of him. A little cleaner than we were uh, against Seattle the other night. But uh, both goalies full value. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-1. Vegas 2-0 on the year. Four points banked early for the defending Stanley Cup champions. Next in action Saturday, 7 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. So Will Carrier missed tonight's game, upper body injury. Not a concrete timeline on Will Carrier when we'd expect him to be back, but hopefully to get more information on that in the coming days. Brett Howden, you'll be without him for at least one more game on Saturday against the Anaheim Ducks, serving uh, first of his two-game suspensions tonight. Second game will be Saturday, and then after that, Brett Howden will be eligible to return to the Vegas Golden Knights and play a game. And then you look at it, not ideal in the final couple of minutes for Alex Petrangelo to take a puck to the face from Nick Haig, but I'm guessing kind of how Alex Petrangelo popped right up, was able to skate off under his own power, that he'll probably be okay, but that's something to keep an eye on as we continue to move uh, into the regular season and, and, and into a more normal schedule for the Vegas Golden Knights as they go through another 82-game slate to try to get back to the playoffs and defend their Stanley Cup championship. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. And, you know, it was, it was, it was interesting, right, because we talked about this being a normal game, a normal situation for the first time in four months for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it, it was a pretty lackluster start to the game, uh, but it did turn on a dime thanks to the Golden Knights' penalty kill after completing their second kill of the game. William Carlson went down the ice and set up Michael Amadio's first goal of this season. All the way through the trapezoid, emerging on the right, backdoor pass, score! Michael Amadio! Knights lead 1-0, 4.35 to go in the first. Michael Amadio's first of the year from William Carlson and Nick Haig. 15-25 in the first period makes it 1-0 Vegas. But the Sharks would get that goal back just under three minutes later as Philip Zadina picked up a bobbling puck in the slot to beat Logan Thompson and tie the game. Puck comes out in front of the Knights net. Haig couldn't find it. A shot from Zadina squeaks through. San Jose ties it. Nick Haig could not quite handle a bouncing puck near the crease. Philip Zadina did. 23-year-old former Red Wing makes it a 1-1 tie. 2-12 to go first period. Philip Zadina from Tomas Hurdle and Henry Thrun. 17-48 of the first period ties the game at 1. So we'd head to the second period all knotted up, and the Golden Knights didn't have much going through 
most of the second period. However, they found their game late as Nick Haig broke the tie with a booming one-timer. Eichel looking out high, finds Petrangelo, walks to the middle. Haig, the one-timer score! Nicholas Haig from the right wing circle. The lefty shooter unloads. Knights take a 2-1 lead. 129 to go second period. Nick Haig's first of the year from Alex Petrangelo and Jack Eichel, 1831 of the second period, makes it 2-1 Vegas. And 53 seconds later, the Golden Knights added to their lead as Nick Waugh scored his first of the season. Nick Haig has the Knights on top 2-1. To Here's Waugh looking for a third. He scores! Nicholas Waugh, two goals in the last minute for Vegas. A 3-1 lead, 36 seconds to go second period. First point of the year for Nick Waugh. Nick Waugh from Jonas Romberg and Ben Hutton, 1924. The second period makes it 3-1 Vegas at the end of the second period. So the Golden Knights would take that two-goal lead into the third and kept the pedal to the floor to start the period as Braden Pahal wheeled around and scored his first career NHL goal. Here's Pahal in the lane. He shoots. He scores. It's his first. Braden Pahal extends Vegas's lead. 4-1 Golden Knights. Braden Pahal finds the puck at the top of the right wing circle. He had a lane. He beats Kakinen. It's his first NHL goal. Save that puck. Braden Pahal, his first of the season, first of his NHL career from Pavel Dorofiev and William Carlson. 2-11 of the third period makes it 4-1 Vegas. And really, the rest of the period was all controlled by the Golden Knights. There wasn't much pushback from the San Jose Sharks, and all that was left in the game was the final call. Five seconds to go here in game two. Sharks dump it in, and the clock runs out. Vegas starts 2-0. The Knights never trailed, beating the Sharks here today 4-1. And now they have a record of 11-0-3 in this building. Four to one, the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks in game number two of the regular season. Vegas two and oh to start the year. Four points banked early on for the defending Stanley Cup champions. And I, you know, you look at this one, it was an interesting game in that there were pockets, right, where you know, we, we talk about flat spots in a regular season over 82 games. There were some flat spots in this game for the Golden Knights, but what didn't you know, what you didn't see often in this game, outside of the offensive flat spots, were defensive flat spots. I thought the Golden Knights defended incredibly well. There really wasn't much going for the San Jose Sharks. And I think this was a workmanlike type performance from the Golden Knights. They went up. They did what they needed to do. They come away with two points. And now we start to uh, get into the normalcy and the grind of an 82-game regular season. We're back with more on the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The rest of October at the Fortress includes can't-miss games like a Western Conference Final rematch and the Nevada Day matinee. Get your tickets today and catch these memorable moments in person. It's the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-1, Vegas 2-0 on the year. Next in action, Saturday, 7 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks. 
Is it starting to feel normal yet? That's kind of the question that I've been asking myself, and certainly the question that's been posed to the players over the last couple of, of days. And I don't know that it's going to feel normal right away, right? Like, you go up, you have the... You have an interesting game here in San Jose where you, you've got to travel, first road game of the year. It's a little disjointed in that regard, like you've got a home game, a road game, back home. Um, but to me, like it was good for the Golden Knights to, to, to have the moment on Tuesday night inside T-Mobile Arena, raise the banner, and then you just kind of separate from that immediately. I, I think from a scheduling perspective, having this quick trip up to San Jose really does allow you to just settle right into the season, understanding what is ahead of the Golden Knights over the next four to six, six to eight months. Okay, so all that being said, now we start to dissect the game a little bit. And, you know, I I thought it was interesting, the points that Gary Lawless brought up about Bruce Cassidy and being an organizational coach. And, you know, oftentimes you'll see in certain situations where there's an injury on the main club. You've got a can't-miss prospect down in the minors that you're trying to bring up and you're trying to find a spot for. But from a skill set perspective, they're a high-end player and you're trying to put them into a role in which that skill isn't going to shine. And, and, and you know, like if we're talking about it from a Golden Knights point of view, you could have in this moment, right, Will Carrier is out of the lineup, you could have brought up Brendan Brisson. And you could have played around with certain things. You could have pushed Brisson up the lineup. You could have changed some different uh, configurations with your lineup. But when you've got a guy in Jonas Romberg who fits the bill of what a Will Carrier can do on a night-to-night basis, and you have a balance and a, a structure that you like in rolling your four lines, I think it makes a lot of sense to go with a player that is really going to be someone that fits the role you need in that moment with that game. But here's the crux of the issue, right? So often when you have a young player coming in or you need to fill in for a player that's injured, the trust just isn't there. And it's not uncommon to see a young guy or or, or a a player in the lineup because of an injury play three, four, five, six minutes at, at most in a game. And that takes everyone out of the rhythm. It doesn't allow you to roll over four lines. So when the Golden Knights make those transactions, when they bring up players and put them in spots, more often than not, you're suiting the skill of the player to what you're trying to replace in the lineup, and you're giving them a chance to succeed. And you saw that really come through tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Pavel Dorfiev on the score sheet because he's playing alongside William Carlson in a role that is perfect for where he's at right now in his professional career. Jonas Ronberg comes up, plays alongside Nick Waugh and Keegan Kolasar. It's a perfect spot for him. It suits his game. It puts him in the right spots to succeed, and he had a fantastic outing. If you're looking at it, Jonas Rombjerg not only gets the assist, but he also makes a couple of phenomenal defensive plays, and a lot of what Bruce Cassidy will ask of his fourth line is to go out there and and be net positive, right? You don't want to be scored on. You don't want to have those moments where you lapse in defensive coverage, and it certainly didn't happen tonight with Jonas Rombjerg. Uh, on the ice. So, with all that being said, I, I just I look at the Golden Knights and and I mentioned it right. Eight goals through two games this season, 
eight different goal scorers for the Vegas Golden Knights. We talk about depth all the time when it comes to this team. We always go on and on and on about it. And it's not just depth at the NHL level, but the AHL level too. And that is manifested in what you've seen so far through two games. Now, is it only two games? Yes. Sample size small? Sure. But the fact of the matter is, from an organizational standpoint, this team is deep, incredibly so. And that's what allows them to go through these stretches where you might not have all of your NHL regulars in the lineup, but you have trust and faith that you'll still be able to pick up wins, and that's what the Golden Knights were able to do tonight. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show. 4-1 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks. Vegas 2-0 to start the year. Four points banked. Next in action, Saturday, 7 o'clock, against the Anaheim Ducks inside T-Mobile Arena. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. For the Golden Knights, I thought they were really good in the first period. Probably deserved a multi-goal lead going into the second period, but you got to give San Jose some credit. They fought back after falling behind, and it was a 1-1 game after the first period. Then it was it was a strange, strange 15-ish minutes or so in that second period. Neither team was really doing much of anything. And then all of a sudden, the Golden Knights turned it on. Two quick goals right before the end of the second period. Has Vegas up 3-1, and then you got Braden Pahal, his first ever career NHL goal. He's got his name on the Stanley Cup. That comes before the first career NHL goal, but both will feel just as sweet for Braden Pahal. And then, you know, Logan Thompson, he gets his first win in a long time. He's able to stick it out. He makes it through 60 minutes. That's an incredibly important thing for the Golden Knights as you move through this season. You're going to need both Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson playing well. It wasn't a high event game for Logan, but he was strong in the outing nonetheless. So for the Golden Knights, they're up they start the season 2-0. and It's what you wanted to see. It's what you hoped for as a Golden Knight fan. And now we turn our attention to the next one, Saturday, 7 o'clock, against the Anaheim Ducks. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Broadcasting live out of Buffalo Wild Wings, Eastern and St. Rose. I'm just gonna tell you right now, like if you're in if you're in the area or, or any time you want to go to a Buffalo Wild Wings, get the brisket tacos. Like it, it's a 
it's a it's a it's a well kept secret, but I'm telling you right now, just do it. Do yourself the favor. Next time you're at a Buffalo Wild Wings, get yourself the brisket tacos. That's all I got for you. Four to one, the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks. Vegas two and zero to start the year. Four points. Next in action Saturday, seven o'clock, Anaheim inside T-Mobile Arena. Does it feel normal yet? That's the question I have for you. Does it? Does it feel normal yet? Are you still kind of in this Stanley Cup fog where you know you've got all this goodwill and positive vibes and feeling great about what the Golden Knights have accomplished, but not yet ready to look ahead to what they need to do now? Are you ready for an 82-game season? Like all these things, all these questions are, are swirling around for me. But does it feel normal yet? And then we can get into the game. 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702. 702- 876 1340. I've been told at times, slow it down. So 702 876 1340. If you've never called before, call now. If you've never called before, call now. We're talking about defending Stanley Cup champions 2 0 to start the year. Doesn't feel normal yet. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Brisket tacos at 11 o'clock at night? Well, I didn't eat them at 11 o'clock at night, Mike. <laughs> Come we on. don't have to eat them right away. You're right. I'm not, like, I'm not telling you to go, like, I'm not saying, like, go get the brisket tacos. Now I'm saying the next time you're hanging out at the Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm telling you, get the brisket tacos. That's all I'm telling you. It sounds good. It does it, sound good. It, it's, it's a 10 out of 10, bud. I would recommend. Oh, my goodness. Well, I recommend that we uh, get ready to hang another banner. I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> it doesn't mean oh. that you're two and zero. I know that. I know that. But it's you know, I really didn't think we'd come out of this two and zero. Honestly, I didn't at all. Really? Uh, no, because there's a hangover, and and everybody experiences it. And of course, of course, if you look at the San Jose schedule, good heavens, I'm glad we don't have their schedule because theirs is brutal. Hey, Mike, but, Mike, 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 hold on. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Uh-huh. If San Jose had Vegas' schedule, it, it, there still wouldn't be a ton of wins there. They would probably still be 0-2 <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Well, at any rate, the point is uh, we needed a Hager bomber tonight, and we yeah. had, instead of a brisket taco, we got a Hager bomber. And so that was a nice sidebar to the whole night. I really enjoyed uh, Nick, and obviously we're all excited about Pickles. Uh, you know, beating Vlasic. I thought that was another sidebar. But now this thing that we call uh, depth, they say in sports, in every sport, you can't teach speed. But there's another thing you can't teach, and it's depth. And how you use that depth, you guys have talked about it a lot in the postgame, and I want to just hit it one more time. Mm -hmm. It would have been so easy to bring up Brisson. And just sure. say, here, we'll stick him in the lineup. And But they didn't because Cassidy knows the right man for the job on that particular night is Ron Beard. Yeah. And that's great coaching. It, it is, and, and I think it's it shows an organization that's in tune top to bottom, right? Like, you, you've got the coach, and I think Gary did a great job kind of explaining it, right? Like, you want to win the game. You're coaching to win the game, but you want to build players up over the course of every exposure they have to the National Hockey League because you're going to have to rely on them at some point. You have to build that trust up, and when you bring a player 
into a situation and you give them the opportunity to succeed and then they do that, you have a lot more confidence that the next time you're they're needed, they're going to be able to get the job done. And I think that's why you've seen a lot of young guys either take another step or really thrive under Bruce Cassidy. Now, do we have to can be concerned about Petrangelo? I, I, he could be a Saturday and probably uh, wouldn't make any difference, but is he all right, do you think? I, I think so. I mean, it, it was a... It's never an easy situation to see a guy take a puck, uh, take a puck to the to the head, um, but he jumped right up. It looked like he was maybe cut uh, on the forehead. Might have been impact from you know the puck hitting the visor, hitting the face. So um, I would imagine that Alex Petrangelo will be good to go on Saturday. But if there's any reason or concern, or you just want to be overly cautious, I, I don't know that you know you're you're too worried about Saturday night. Well, we'll talk again then, and then we'll really, really dissect this thing come uh, Tuesday and Thursday of next week. Because I'm really excited about seeing how we do it against two playoff teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Mike. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I, I am looking forward to uh, Dallas and Winnipeg. That's going to be fun for the Vegas Golden Knights. You want to see them against teams that are going to push the pace a, a little bit more, against teams that you expect to be among the upper echelon in the Western Conference. And, you know, we'll see on Winnipeg. Like, I'm not there yet with Winnipeg, but I I certainly am there with the Dallas Stars, so that will pose a a nice challenge for the Golden Knights come next week. But next one for the Vegas Golden Knights will be Saturday, 7 o'clock, inside T-Mobile Arena against the Anaheim Ducks. The question I'm throwing out there to you, if you've never called the show before, call in right now. Let's do this. 702-876-1340. Starting to feel normal yet? Like, does it, does it start to feel like we're in the middle of another 82-game season? That's what I want to hear from you. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So, I mean, going into the Shark Tank and beating them feels pretty normal. Yeah, that's true. It, it, that's <laughs> basically what happens every time Vegas goes up to San Jose. Um, so you, you touched on it a little bit in the postgame. You said, you know, we have eight different goal scorers, but... To break that down a little bit more, not only is it eight different goal scorers, we have someone from each line, at least yeah. one person from each line has scored. All three of the players on our top line have scored. Yes, Eichels was an empty netter, but like it counts. Mm-hmm. Um, it counts. And we've gotten scoring from the defensive core. Like, If you are another team in the NHL, seeing Vegas picking up right where we left off, four lines, everyone can score Anybody on the ice for Vegas is a danger to score. So I love it. It's amazing. Bruce Cassidy talked about the sign of a good team, right, is that you don't need your top-level guys to be on their A game every single night. You can't win that way. You have to have supplementary goal scoring and secondary goal scoring up and down your lineup. And the Golden Knights got that all throughout the playoffs, and they're certainly starting the year uh, on, on the right foot as they're getting it again and through the first two games. Yeah, like, I mean, I couldn't imagine a better way to start off the year, really. Like, it's exactly what you want to see. All right, fantastic stuff. Thank you for the call, Stephanie. Really appreciate the insight from you. Um, you know, again, for the Golden Knights, it's all about starting on the right foot, building your habits, getting into building your game. And I thought Vegas was better tonight than they were even on Tuesday from a from a defensive standpoint offensively maybe a bit more dynamic on Tuesday but you'll take that because you'll take two points and that's what the Golden Knights were able to come out with 
in this game tonight against the San Jose Sharks. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? I'm great, Ryan. I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, to answer your question, does it feel normal? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it does not feel normal, but I don't want it to feel normal. I, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted it to be a continuation of, you know, last season. I mean, you're just like, was that a dream? Did the guys have enough time off this summer? Uh, did, it, did all that really happen? Are they really that good? And the truth is they really are that good. Yeah. Uh, now, nor- now, normal, you, you were saying this before, you'd have a larger sampling, and, you know, what's normal is we're not going to win every game. We're not going to play every game like these last two games where we, we led the whole game. I don't think we've trailed yet in, in six periods. I don't think no. we've trailed. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, none of that's really normal, but it's really good. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's good to start out this way. It's good for the fans to know that this is still our team. We still can play like this, and it's got to be good for the players, just for confidence and everything. So, no, it's not normal yet, I don't think, and I think it's a really good thing. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I I don't know that I want the, the ride to end, so like I'm, I'm totally fine just continuing this on for as long as we yeah, possibly can. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, we, you know, we could have – you know, during that five-minute penalty the other night, yeah, uh, they could have come back then, or, or they could have made a game out of it. Sure, um, but we just we just blasted them out. Uh, it, it, it's, it's the wrong reason to find out that we're that good, but you know, that that I, I watched every second of that five-minute penalty kill, and I was just like, oh man, we are we are just shutting this down. And by the, speaking of penalty kills. Mm-hmm. The penalty kill tonight, right yep. before the Amadio goal, yep. looked like, if, if you didn't know, it was a penalty kill. Hmm. I mean, the, the puck was, I, I think we had two or three shots on goal. We, like, we like owned them in that yeah. when we were short. So, and, and that's, you know, excellent. That's, that's what you were saying. We're a great organization. We're a great team. And uh, still playing like, like last season. So you know, after we've played ten games, you know we will. We're gonna we're gonna be behind sometimes. We're gonna lose some games. We're, even the, some of the games we win, we're not gonna dominate like we have. Yeah. That'll be a little bit more normal, so to say. But right. yeah. man, it's great to win. Great, yeah, so good to win. You're right on the money there, Peter. Thanks for the call. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know what? You're right. There's gonna be highs and lows. It's gonna happen for sure. But right now, you, you'll you'll take the. Uh, the continuation and the vibes from last season and, and roll it into the first couple of games here. And that your point on the uh, penalty kill was, was fantastic. That, to me, was when the Golden Knights kind of really got their legs moving in this game and took over from that point. We're back with more on the Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-1 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks, 702-876-1340. That's the number. If you've never called in before, like I'm challenging you in this moment to call in. If you're a Golden Knights fan, if you're listening to the program, 
Give me a call. Let me know what stood out to you tonight. Your favorite moment from the game. Real simple, real easy. What was your favorite moment from tonight's game for the Vegas Golden Knights? Never called before, but you're listening. Give me a call now, 702-876-1340. Favorite moment from tonight's game. Here's a couple that come to mind for me. I'm curious to see if anyone takes the bait and gives me a call on that one right now. Let's go back out to the phone line, bring in Chez. Chez, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? It's Chef. C-H-E-F, Chef. Hey, so um, to answer your question as far as, you know, where am I at in my mind as far as, you know, the beginning of the season with the rings and the raising the banner the other night, I'm, I'm like, yeah. holy, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm in for the grind. You know, um, you know, big following, following everything all summer. But my point I would like to make tonight, and um, there's so much to talk about, and you guys have made great points on everything. But the one thing that really stood out to me was the play of Captain Stone, man. I mean, Mark was just making plays left and right, and not only in this game, but in Game One, he did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Tonight was even more elevated. The plays that he made, the stealing of the puck, the speed, the passing. You know, this guy's got his name. Um, might as well just start carving his name on the on the selfie for this year, the vote for the for the award. So I, I just thought he stood out um, for me tonight. Was just awesome play. Yeah, I mean, Mark Stone to me is is the player that stands out in essentially every game that he plays, and it's it's because of the way he thinks the game. Like there was a play in 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 this one where. He, he touched up at the blue line, and the puck was laying just inside the blue line. He was yeah. waiting for his teammates to tag up, so he could not touch the puck. He touches the puck yeah. too soon, it's offside, and he waits just that extra step, that half beat, and then makes a great play and turns it into a scoring chance. Like The way that he thinks the game, the way that he processes the game, it's second to none. It, you know, Gary Lawless kind of threw around the name Unicorn, right? And I don't think that that's too far off he's a unique unique hockey player and one of the best in my mind yeah and i just think yeah i remember that play that was just like that that was kind of one of the ones that was like icing on the cake it was like just the his timing and just the way he saw the play held up at the blue line like you said you know just held it he waited to touch it and then everybody got and then boom off he went and it was just perfect but you know he again making so many steals that active stick it would he, he's just you know poetry in motion in, in my book all right, great stuff. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. 702-876-1340 is the number. The Golden Knights start their Stanley Cup defense 2-0, and pick up a 4-1 victory over the San Jose Sharks up in San Jose tonight, fly back to Las Vegas, and then they take on the Anaheim Ducks Saturday, 7 o'clock inside T-Mobile Arena. I'm not sure at, at what point for me it's going to start to feel like a regular season, like a normal season. Um, and, and frankly, I, I don't know that I want it to feel that way just yet. Like, you start to reflect, and, and, and that's really what this week has been about for me, right? Like, there's a reflection point that you get to when you're starting to look into what has come, what, you, what you've accomplished, what a, what a team has accomplished what you were a part of, and then you you have to kind of kick it right back into gear and go through it all over again. Now, it's awesome. It's great. Like You want to be able to go through it all over again, but it is a grind. An 82-game season in the National Hockey League is an absolute grind. You've got back-to-back situations, long road trips, tons of miles, 
And, you know, for the Golden Knights, like, it's going to be fun this year, right? Like, obviously you enjoy and you can lean into being at the top of the mountain, but you've also got a Winter Classic game to start thinking about. Like, that's a premier big-time moment for this organization, as it will be for the Seattle Kraken up in Seattle. But the fact of the matter is, right now, if you're a Golden Knights fan, it's gravy. The vibes are fantastic, and you've got to lean into that and enjoy it for as long as you possibly can. So embrace the grind at some point, but really soak up this week. It's about reflection. It's about what they've accomplished now, trying to turn that page and and look ahead. But from an organizational standpoint, this team is is right on – uh, right on target with where they're supposed to be, right inside of a window where they're expected to be uh, Stanley Cup contenders. And I think that there's a newfound confidence in the way that this team goes about their business and plays their game from from drop of the puck to, to final horn. And, and, and that's really something that you like to see if you're a Golden Knights fan. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-1. Vegas 2-0 to start the year. Four points banked early on for the defending Stanley Cup champions. Vegas next in action Saturday, 7 o'clock, against the Anaheim Ducks inside T-Mobile Arena. And for the Golden Knights... Again, it was workmanlike tonight. It was a team that, you know, you look at on paper and you should beat them, right? You should beat the San Jose Sharks. The Golden Knights have done a really good job of pulling points out of games up inside San Jose. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, I think for the Golden Knights, they did what they had to do to get the win. They grew a bit in their game defensively. And, you know, you're kind of come back to the drawing board and look to do it all over again on Saturday night against the Anaheim Ducks. A very similar set of circumstances for Vegas. You look at it on paper. The Golden Knights are the better team top to bottom than Anaheim. So you go into that game wanting two points and you go into that game understanding that you want to bank these points as best you can early on if you're Vegas. So I'm expecting a similar type of game as to what we saw tonight against San Jose. But, you know, for the Golden Knights there's a lot of room to improve. 2-0 is great. But they're going to build and build and build over the course of the season. That's what they were able to do last year. I think that's what the expectation is again this season as well. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until Saturday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.